0: but soft what light through yonder window breaks it is the new episode of realms and nerds hello everybody rj here thank you once again for tuning into realms and nerds just a reminder we have a special episode coming up in a couple weeks that i think you'll really enjoy so be sure to check that out Don't forget, if you like our show, to please be sure to share it with your friends. Share it on social media. Those are two of the best ways to help our show grow. If you do make a social media post, be sure to include the hashtag RealmsNerds. That's all one word, Realms NerdS. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm going to start working on getting our episodes onto YouTube, as well as getting our character sheets, maps, and other pertinent information up onto our Tumblr page. Most updates, however, you will find through Twitter. Uh, If your podcast service includes it, please leave us a rating and a review if you'd like. It would really help our show out. Thank you once again to our friend Kyle for composing the show's introductory theme, and once again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And now we invite you to return with us to the realm of the return of Ornan. Previously on Realms and Nerds, the return of Ornan. John son travels around taking down criminals, suppressors, and slavers, outlaws, and the like. Ramash made it his life's purpose
1: to combat the undead and support life wherever he can.
2: One of the Smiths offers to outfit all of you with an armor piece of your choosing. All of the armor bears the crest of the Golden Guard. SIBO actually is wondering if he could get one of those nifty cloaks. They fashion you a short cloak. I'll take a hide piece of armor. Oxel returns with some pretty terrible news. Timber's crest has fire all around it. The body of a half-elf woman was hauled right near the gates and carefully and meticulously disemboweled. Sebo has gone to investigate while they await for his return. A day and a half since your adventure in the burrow. After you came out, you find sort of a taller area. One of the buildings that has been partially broken down, but, you know, you could go up about two, two and a half stories. So you kind of get a good lay of the landscape and you set up your camp up there. Uh, Just kind of to keep yourself defended. So you're keeping a lookout. You've been there for a little while now. I know, uh, Joan, you were making some more bullets. Mm -hmm. Was there anything else, quick point of order, anything else that anybody wanted to kind of get re-readied or look for or whatever while you are waiting here?
1: Did I do a perception check of the area from our current position? Because I wouldn't mind doing that just to
2: see where we're at. Okay, yeah, sure. You can throw a perception check for sure.
1: That is a 14. I think at this point, there's not
2: really a whole lot to see. Even though, like I said, this area is not completely dead. Obviously, there's all all manner of creatures and sort of uh, lawless people that roam through here. They generally, because they're criminals and whatnot. They try to keep a pretty low profile. So you don't really see people. I mean, every once in a while you'll see kind of a shadow or a shape sort of drift in and out, kind of on the edge of where you can see. But for the most part, nobody is mounting any kind of big assault towards you, or there's no immediate threats for you to worry about. So we can't
1: see our target from here?
2: No, you cannot see the guy that you're going after or anything like that
0: did we make camp just outside of the actual
2: building just as soon as we exited or did we I think we
1: were on the roof or on the fl- the fl- highest floor we could go to I thought Okay. Yeah okay so you're it's not inside in, the,
2: the actual building you're, no you're not in the same building you were before. So think about it this way there was a there was a building that had fallen over and so that final cave area that you fought in before you made your way out was one floor of the building, but like sideways, if that makes sense. You were kind of inside of there, so you climbed out. So this building is laying along the ground. Oh. So you climbed out of there and then went to sort of a nearby area where the building was still partially standing and climbed up in there. So it's still pretty near the top edge of the bowl area, so you can see sort of uh, all around. All right. So you guys have had this camp set up, and uh, so at this point it is getting later in the afternoon. And, um, I think Mikael is on watch right now. Oh, he's not out
0: hunting? In his loincloth again? (laughs) Screaming to the forest. No, there's no
2: loincloth. It's full nude when he goes hunting. Full nude? Okay, (laughs) that's right. As long as the way Joan
0: looks over and sees his collection of, like, (laughs) loincloths that he's made. Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> There's a beaver
1: in there. I see a wolf. <laughs> the beaver one's got the beaver's tail yeah. on it, too. The tiny one, on the one is. is his favorite.
0: Aye. <laughs> Aye, ay, God. Don't touch my oh. nono square. Is that one made of
1: dragon scales? <laughs> I don't like the looks of that.
2: That one's a full mantle, though.
1: <laughs> that's oh, that's good. good. Okay, okay, that okay, one almost looks human. Continuing with... Okay, Mikael on. He
2: put the lotion on his skin. On,
1: so we got
0: the.
2: <laughs> I don't really know how I feel about retconning in that Mikael has hunted basically every race that lives in this world. I don't know how I feel. Man, about is this game <laughs> so trophies. Ah, uh, this trophy on this. Yeah, where, where, are you keep, where are you keeping all of these loincloths <laughs> mm-hmm. He has a trophy room back at the temple. What about the ones you have do? you just carry them in your bag? <laughs> There's going to be a real awkward uh, <laughs> hot coffee type scene at some point with, with the porcupine loincloth. <laughs> I just see that coming. So it is later in the afternoon, sort of, um, kind of early evening. The sun is low in the sky, darkness is beginning to fall. Mikhail picks out a figure moving quickly towards the group off from off in the distance. As it gets within sixty feet, I cast divine sense. Yeah, uh it's SIBO. Alright. Are you gonna uh alert the group or are you just letting him walk on in? I'm gonna do stand up and approach him. Okay. You, uh, hurry up to Sibo, and he is looking a little bit worse for the wear. He is, uh. A little bit scorched, a little bit cut, a little bit beaten? <laughs> yeah, I think he's got, like, uh, a little cut, sort of, on his forehead, and, uh, definitely looks kind of dirty. I think maybe he's got, like, a nice bruise going kind of around What did I tell you about black eyes? <laughs> and so, anyways, you kind of. Greet Sebo and he's sort of tight-lipped about what has been happening, but you bring him quickly up to the campsite and get everybody kind of in there and sit down. And so Sebo begins to tell you about what he found. Should you get in a fight with a coyote? Give the lad a little bit of drink and, uh, let's each pitch him a ten gold piece just for his story.
0: We can afford it, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope we can wink. Okay, so 30 take thirty
1: gold pieces, I
0: guess. And yeah, I'll, I'll toss some. Uh, I'll toss them a gold piece. <laughs> Eight. Gold you I, t- I tossed them ten.
2: All right, so everybody gives them ten gold pieces, just because you guys are nice, I guess. Just because. Well, oh yeah. This is a, this is uncharacteristic.
0: My character is supposed to be fair. We're all nice, supposed actually. to be good characters. <laughs> I am a lawful neutral. I'm I am
2: sure. character good. He takes a, a few moments to recover and then begins his story. What Sibo tells you is that the trip towards the town was more or less uneventful. He was hurrying fairly quickly because he—I mean, obviously, you know, forest being on fire and all that good stuff—is something that sort of of. Uh, urgent timing, and so he made his trip to Timbers Crest fairly quickly. When he got there, uh, what he found within the town was kind of a panicked, sort of half-ready defense. It's been a long time since the people that live in this area have had to mount any kind of significant defense against a like a an attacking enemy or whatever. So there was not immediately a whole lot of structure in terms of who would be in charge and how they're going to rally troops or anything like that. So everybody in the town is kind of essentially just running around madly trying to figure out who's going to be in charge and what sort of form their defense is going to take. Because there didn't really seem to be a whole lot of people in the town that knew much about what was going on, Sibo decides to go around and scout the area and see what he can find. So after a little bit of scouting, Sibo kind of is able to, by looking at kind of an estimate of how long he thinks the fires have been burning and kind of placement and things like that, He's sort of able to discern the direction that the people setting the fires would have gone. Sibo then, kind of following this trail, goes along a little bit farther, deeper into the forest, kind of into a darker area of the forest, and comes across a small outpost. um, Or I shouldn't say an outpost, but more of um, an encampment of various creatures... Got a couple of Dragonborn that are there. Some various thugs. A few people that he recognizes as uh, wearing the same sigil as the assassins that you guys fought back in the forest. But what's most concerning is there is a trio of whites that are sort of leading... The group here.
1: Upon hearing that, Ormash growls angrily because he hates the undead. Oh, well, I thought we it's, were talking about
2: neo-Nazis, but, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, white, no, that's part of my backstory. I have a, a supreme hatred for the undead. So, whites are powerful
2: undead warriors. Basically, they maintain all of their skill and ability as fighters that they had in life, but any kind of ambitions or thoughts that they had before is replaced by two thoughts, one of them being loyalty to whatever dark lord or sorcerer or whatever raised them from the dead, and the second one being a thirst to kill. That's kind of their two driving motivations. So it, it would appear that there is a this trio of whites that is leading this group of people. So Sibo sneaks back uh, away from the camp Runs back to Timber's Crest and alerts the people there of what's been going on. Uh, We know what he's seen. So after a little bit of discussion, the townsfolk of Timber's Crest decide that they should go and confront this group head-on before they cause further mayhem to the town. So a coalition is formed. They get together some townsfolk, a couple of mercenaries that are there, just a, a general assortment of people that are in the town. And with Sebo leading them, they quietly move into the forest in an attempt to surprise the force that is waiting there. Unfortunately, they made a mistake. Whites thrive in the darkness. That's their preferred hunting time. And so this group of evildoers is, uh, actually turns the tables on them and kind of ambushes them as they're s- s- trying to steal towards the camp. And so what ensues is really just kind of a bare-knuckle brawl in the woods in the middle of the night. There's fire shooting everywhere, people are tackling other people, getting stabbed, there's limbs getting lopped off, it's just this giant mess, free-for-all fight uh, in the forest. And what emerges is more or less a draw, the townsfolk are able to kill several of the the Dragonborn and two of the whites, however, the few townsfolk that were left, become somewhat demoralized. They are not professional soldiers, and so they kind of near the end of the tail end of this fight, turn and run. Unfortunately, Sibo was separated from the group during the fighting and ended up on the wrong side of the town from where the townsfolk ran away. So now he has this enemy between him and the town. So with few other options, uh, he chooses to run to try and get back to you guys and let you know what's been going on over at Timber's Crest. And so that's what he did all through the night and through the next day, really trying to sleep when he can, but for the most part, just moving as fast as he can through the forest. And so now he has made his way back to you guys and uh, recounted his tale. Now, with all that being said, does any one of you have a glass of meat? I got a water skin. I don't carry alcohol with me. Alcohol is for celebration. Hey, Mr. Sorcerer, got
1: any meat? First of all, I'm a druid. Hey. He's a sorcerer. Second hey of all, I find meat dull the senses. I prefer to remain attentive while I'm out yeah. in the wilds.
2: Followers of Muhammad only need blood of their enemies as
0: wine. Here, take some of my water, skip.
2: Thanks, mister. Got any prestidigitation spells or whatever to turn that into... No, he <laughs> actually... ...good, good alcohol? He actually
1: cares whiskey in it. <laughs> oh, he does. I'm <laughs> <laughs> one <laughs> of those guys. <laughs> Uh, yes, mister. Well, guys, what do you think? Should we continue with our quest to try to help these people later? Or should we face the foes now?
2: I do not hear of any significant tales of Maliakos. No true signs. There are, didn't sound to be many more guttings, just the one. I believe that this is a trail that has gone cold and can be picked up later.
0: I mean, that town's in trouble. I feel like if we don't do something about it, that ain't right. My heart feels for those
1: people, but I think that our current objective is of more importance because of the evil gathering around these magical items.
0: I think if anything, this fire going on in the town seems to be of more significance. All we've got to go on here so far this way is just the word of a captain of a guard. There, we've actually got trouble. A full day's run, more time wasted. On our quest, it would be a full two days' time before we would be able to return to our objective. But I mean, how long has this dude been camping here? Hasn't he been here a while? You guys
2: don't know specifically how long this guy has been here? There are ancient stones here, with ancient cracks. But what I am seeing in these stones are new cracks, as if this evil has only awakened in recent
0: days. I guess looking at the working of the stone I would agree with that.
2: Why, we got some trouble over in forest. But we also got some trouble here. I say are we all take that? nap think
1: about it I guess we're taking a long rest for Sipo's sake, who's drunk as hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I will throw you on is, my uh, back. Escape.
2: I will carry you on my back for a short
0: period. Tell everybody where wow. thanks, away. mister. You may rest. Well, we carry on a bit yet. We wake him up when we get to combat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... F- As we're running along, I pick up rocks and throw them
2: at <laughs> So, 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 so down down real quick, while you guys are still here, so, Sibo, that fight and subsequent sort of actions that you undertook was enough to bump you up to level two. Do you have your stuff ready in terms of the kind of, like, upgrades you got and things? Yeah. All right, so let's go over that real quick. All I really gained at level 2 was um, cunning action,
1: which allows me to take one extra action for every turn. You can take dash, disengage high action as his bonus Right. And then... Max HP twenty basically little boy. Yeah, and he's beefier than I
2: am. <laughs> and our dragon boy—that was pretty is much Olympias. it. Okay. So as you've been sitting here discussing, the night has moved on and is now fully dark. The moon has started to rise, and as you are sort of, kind of finalizing your plans on what you're going to do, all of a sudden Mikhail the spell that he casts before his defined sense kicks back in again. And it is staggering. And it's so strong that I think that actually the cup of water that you had in your hand, you actually drop it. Just as you have this sense almost instantaneously, you hear some scuffling along the edge of the wall on the building that you're in. And then with a leap standing on the stonework right above you is the third white. His eyes are glowing in the darkness, and he has a long sword and is ready to use it.
0: Great job, Sevo. Who the hell are you?
1: And so,
0: uh, we hey. roll
1: initiative. Oh, oh my If he's sleepy,
0: does he get disadvantage on initiative? What if I slap the shit out of him? Yeah. Jonah starts slapping him. <laughs> hey, wake up. We're under attack. As I'm drawing my rapier, it jabs him right in the groin. Oh, I
2: rolled a one, anyways. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, you still have to quit, add your crit fail. Okay. So, well, you still play. add your five. Cores, I'm so. at five. I am the 5 i do not think you add your crit, do you? You add your yeah, you do. Yes. It's Twenty. It's a crit hey.
0: fail is on like checks. I rolled so a two, so I got five mass. initiative. I got
1: twenty-three.
0: Good thing I had the. And I rolled one. Good thing my awareness was well, and that, that just means you have a higher initiative bonus than me. Here is four, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Mine was thirteen. First up is Mikhail.
0: About how far away is he on the stonework over top of us?
2: So you've got you guys are in the center of this room. So I think that you are you are probably about fifteen feet away from him. And then he's probably another... Where he's at, he's probably another five feet up in the air. Also, side note, insert the Metal Gear Rising... Whee! ...sound <laughs> when my divine sense is triggered. <laughs> Wee!
1: <Yeah. laughs> That's your spidey <fighting> sense. Wee! <laughs> anyway.
2: All right. Can I charge forward and do a strength check to throw him off the wall? Like to push him off? Yes. Yeah, sure. You can... Okay, so that would be an 11. Yeah, that is not going to do it. You come over and try to push him off the wall and are unable to do so. He kind of moves a little bit and keeps his footing on the top of the wall there. So next up is the white. Since Mikhail just tried to push him off the wall, he's actually going to try and jump down onto Mikael with his long sword. Alright, yeah, that's a uh, a 9 birthday AC. That's not going to happen. just not going to do it. So he uh, he tries to jump down on you, and I think since you were standing so close and saw him jump, you're
1: able to sort of push him to the side and he lands over next to
2: you. Next up is Ramash.
1: Romash is going to cast Produce Flame at him. And that's a 20 altogether. That'll hit. Okay. He does 8 fire damage. That's
2: a pretty beefy hit that he takes, but I think he's still, uh, he shrugs it off and he still looks like he's
0: plenty ready to go. Joan is up next. Joan is gonna do the classic maneuver, pull up his, uh, gun. He's gonna cast fucking fireball at him. 11 versus AC.
2: That is not gonna hit him. So, Sibo, you are up next. Sebo's gonna pull out his shortbow and is gonna take shot at what? 21. That's gonna hit him. Just five? That's piercing damage, right? Yeah. Resistance reduces it by half, right? Correct. Okay. Rounded down, so four. So he's actually really good. Because we're dealing like with like undead. Yep, it's a white. And so whites are on Would would be kind of a, a ghostly as well. So. So Mikael is up again. I am going to cast Hunter's Mark, which means I can choose a creature I see within range and mystically mark it as my query until the spell ends. I deal an extra one d six whenever I make a hit. I have an advantage on Wisdom, Perception checks, or survivals. If the target drops to zero hit points and before the spell ends, I can use a bonus action to subsequently turn to a new mark. Wow. All of my spells are bonus actions. That's pretty crazy. Nice. All right, so you can still make your attack, then. Yes. I draw my rapier, and I make a charge to strike at the white. That is a 14. So that, yeah, that's not going to hit him. Uh, he is actually going to, the white's going to be up next, and he is going to swing right back at you. 13. Not gonna hit. Not gonna hit. And he actually can make one more attack here. He gets a multi-attack. And that's also not gonna hit.
1: Uh next up is Ramash. Once again I'm gonna cast produce flame at him. Okay. That's fifteen. That'll hit. Okay. I do one point of damage.
2: <laughs> Alright.
1: Not my best flame.
2: Yeah, it's just like a little, like a little
0: big-sized flame. Like a big, lighter-sized flame it is just kind of hits him <laughs> in the shoulder. Joan, what are All you right, going to do? Time to bring out the big guns. Figuratively, I don't have another gun on me. Chromatic Orb. That is going to be a twenty-two versus AC.
2: That'll hit him. It is going
0: to be lightning damage, by the way. Okay. An orb? Chromatic Orb. Chromatic Orb. You hurl a four-inch diameter sphere of energy at a creature that you can see within range. You choose acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder for the type of orb you create, and then make a ranged spell attack against the target. If the attack hits, the creature takes 3d8 damage of the type you choose. Nice! 5, 11, 12 damage. Okay, I shot. I don't think he has an advantage against uh, a resistance to mm-hmm. lightning. Mm-hmm. Who knows? The DM shall. Maybe. Yeah, he'll tell us if, if it does.
1: That's kind of how we find out. Yeah, no, that that hits him. Uh, So, SIBO is up. Gonna
2: take another shot with the short bow. Okay. 18. Battle hit him. 20. Battle,
1: battle him. hit him. With, with the proficiency. 7. So that's going
2: to hit him for 3 points. Got arrows
1: poking out of him. He's been burnt and shocked.
2: Uh, Mikael is up. Pull my rapier back again to smite He's got 18 against AC. That'll do it. So with the Hunter's Mark, I do the additional... That is 11 points of damage. Yeah, Yeah, he's looking uh, not great. That's 11 piercing, by the way, so I think it would actually come out as 5. Oh, that piercing... Oh, yeah. You know what? That's actually... Yeah. So That does only do 5 points of damage. Yet again, he's going to take another swing at Mikael, since he's the only one standing near him at this point. That is a nat twenty plus uh, four, so twenty four. Yeah, that's one auto hit.
1: hit, double damage.
2: Oh, man. You're gonna take five points of damage, and then I also need you to do a Constitution saving throw. That's a fifteen. Okay, so you, sa- you saved there. So that was actually a. A life drain attack, so he hits you with necrotic damage Okay. on that one. So the saving throw is a good thing; you got the saving throw, otherwise, bad things happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I don't, that's then, generally how it goes. But then he
2: still uh, he gets a second attack, so he's going to take another swing at you. <laughs> another nasty. <laughs> he got his shit together. Motherfucker. <laughs> That's going to be 11 points of damage. So with this second attack, he kind of slices you up a little bit with the first one. With the second one, since you're put off balance by the first attack, he hauls back and just catches you hard. I'm going to say he hits you right in the ribs and uh, with his sword and actually opens up a gash in your side. And,
1: uh, Ramos, you're up next. I'm going to do produce. Well, small. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm trying to be smart about this. That is 12 against Stacey. That's not going to oh, do it. Damn it.
2: That flame is going to miss just as bad as Jones did. <laughs> Alright.
1: <laughs>
2: and with that in mind, Jones up. 8-20. Firebolt. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 6 is 14. Joan, in fact, does finally land a fireball. Joan actually oh, wait
0: hits... A minute. Yeah, was this is that that just a relentless is occasion. This was a barely 2. <laughs> I have actually done it. Eat my shorts! Alright, um, he deals uh, six fire damage. So this guy is actually looking
2: pretty, uh, pretty worse for the wear at this point. Finish him off, Sibo. And Sibo is gonna be out. Let's get that short, though. 15! Yeah, 15 will do
1: it. <laughs>
0: Three. Plus four. Plus, well, no. Plus, this plus attack because because using using my sneak damage. attack.
1: You can use it because he's next to him. Yeah, you have to
0: analyze what within five feet of them. So what enemy is a range
1: weapon? No, range no weapon. the conditions That's, are I thought it was if they're distracted. The conditions are if you have advantage or if he's not incapacitated and you have an ally, or sorry, he has an enemy next to him. Which? You do. Which fulfills yeah, the key. Which, uh, uh, which means you can do sneak attacks. Oh, shady so, so boy is
2: You just want to tell me if he's dead or not? Seven's gonna be three. Cause if not, I'm gonna sneak. Seven seven's gonna be three, three, huh? Can you sneak attack him from there? Oh yeah, seven. Will yeah, I have to. The conditions. The, are. The, the conditions not... are met. Yes. Yes.
0: I have to, have, have to roll the hit. But he's using
2: a bow, isn't he? Yes. So, Does he have any other weapons? So wouldn't reloading the bow be okay, one bonus so? action? Be uh, like do you have any... Play? There's not I'll a I'll throw sneak one attack. of my daggers
1: at him. Why, did, why throw a dagger at him? Okay, I, to I need to tell you people this now. The attack you're oh, making yeah, yeah. is a sneak attack. Once per turn, you can deal an extra 1d6 damage to one creature you hit yeah, it's not, with an attack. It's automatically If you hit. have advantage on the attack roll, the attack must... Use a finesse or ranged weapon to fulfill that requirement. Ah. You don't need advantage on the roll if another enemy of the target is within five feet of it. That enemy isn't incap- incapacitated, which he's not, and you don't have disadvantage on the roll. So I'm good. Can you yeah. roll The, the sneak, sneak attack yeah. is the attack you're making. So you're just rolling damage. You choose whether or not you're making your Eight. sneak attack. All together. And you okay. can do this once per turn. So that's yeah. four yeah. damage, so damage altogether. Yes. Yeah. By the way, once you reach level three, that becomes two D6 instead of the 2D6. Alright, so cool. he is uh looking
2: real bad off now. Uh Mikael, you're gonna be up. Alright. We're looking at fifteen against A uh yeah, against AC. Battle hit him. Alright. Sears from Fury, bro. Alright. Thirteen. That's which would be six. Six. six actual yeah. damage. Yeah. He gets hit by that arrow that Sibo launches at him, and it draws his attention for just a brief moment. And when it does, seizing the opportunity, you swing your rapier around and just lop his head off.
0: Yeah. I mean, Yo, does he have
2: arrows on him? Yeah, I think he's got some. Also, arrows you, on him. you regain
0: um, oh, man, yeah. half of half of the arrows that you've expelled. You regain back at the end of the like battle. Three. So if you shot three, you get I, one back. I pick up his bow. Whereas me, I get none of that. Say yeah. Oh, yeah. Weapon. I'm proficient with so our
2: martial machine. weapons. We'll say he's got five arrows on him if you want to take those.
0: Would you even be able to, like, search his. What do you even have about here? You he's, just have an undead he's a guns, pile of. So ash. undead, okay.
2: In Skyrim, they kind of disintegrate into a pile of ash. You get 175. Cool. 638. Guys,
1: if this bites here, then the town's probably done.
0: Or he just followed the one person that was killing the other Whites. If he was leading their group, it made more they sense were to finish dead. them
1: off first before chasing after Zero, who was by himself.
0: I mean, or we're already like, going to be just going towards this, so what's the point of our Well,
2: you gotta realize, I killed this, this mate's mate, right here, mate? But they... I am not one to often disagree, but seeing as I, the paladin and warrior cultist in the group, I am bleeding internally and out of my armor. I doubt that you alone took down two of these single-handedly. Do not boast idly, Seagull.
1: You had a whole town with you, Seagull. Don't embellish yourself. Okay, yeah. Well, you guys well, enough to know. kill Fine. the beast to forget Fine. to about that. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take, I guess, a short rest? Why so, not we're not going to wait for morning, we're just going to take a short rest. So, you want to take a long rest? I'm I would like, like to regain me. a spell slot, if that's well, okay. So let's take a I'm long rest. The only reason I'd be
0: down for a long rest is to get my uh, spell slot back. So, not a huge deal. Alright, let's do it. So, a long
1: rest it is. Cool.
0: Everyone stuff. I think we sleep at least until a little past early morning. <laughs> a long rest rush, is what, rush. 10
2: hours? Rush. I we got fire working. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, oh, I'm
1: so proud of
0: <laughs> Thanks. You yeah, Thanks, have a good one. All right, he's going to sleep now. Hey, hey, John. I'm going to sleep. Can what I do you can, need? Can I get that water set? <clears throat> right. Sure. I pull up my gun and point it at him, then put it away and go back to sleep.
1: So, Ron, just get it when you fall asleep. Raj is going to remain attentive throughout the night. He does have the highest passive perception.
2: Oddly enough, I don't go hunting this time. Instead, I sleep.
1: <laughs> you were pretty
2: gravely injured. We're kind of
1: <laughs> fucked up there, but I think...
2: Uh, in the morning, though, I am busy cleaning my armor. Jonah's first up, by the way, in the morning. Oh, is he? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Sure. Well, I guess did Mikael ever
1: go to sleep? Or
2: oh yeah, he yeah. said he definitely drifted into a trance-like sleep, almost like a coma for really, a few hours. It's so. kind of yeah. Yeah. So do that, I. Well, because because yeah. I was so severely wounded, I still do not actually go to sleep. Else yeah. don't have to go to sleep, but they. Can.
0: Yeah. i suppose
2: you, you wake up first because
0: uh, you weren't injured at all. Yeah, that'd do it. <laughs> I'm gonna scavenge for bullets. Uh, that's not gonna do it. every of a seven. Yeah. All
2: right.
0: You're not going to be able to find
2: uh find Ain't nobody got time for that. I see
1: wild magic coming up in our future. I hope he turns into a sheep. Oh, my I laugh so hard. All right. So, uh... Come here, John. I'll talk to you. How to there. Yeah. Yeah. That
2: would be great, because Seabo would be the only one that would be able to talk to <laughs> the Joe...
1: Jones says that he thinks we should go this oh way. Oh my god,
0: I would have to just bleed and he would follow, have to But Who bed. follows Fuck, sheets, that's right? good. <laughs> Fuck, I wish that would happen.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Alright, well, I think uh, you guys recover sufficiently from your night's uh, activities. Perfectly say. Fine. Oh. Or, I mean, the, those of you that took no damage were pretty fine. Jones yeah, uh, up and feeling That's fine. Weird. No, I mean, I would fresh, And drunk, so... I think that you guys, you know, you wake up having recovered and uh, sort of break camp and uh, so now you guys are heading northward again towards the center of this city. So as you kind of head along, there is the remains of a sort of main road that would have led northward here, and I think that that's probably the most passable way to get through this area, so that's kind of the way you're going. And you've been moving along for several hours now, definitely kind of past midday at this point, when you come across a man. He's kind of lounging, laying against a piece of stonework that's kind of fallen over. He's got his legs crossed, he's got his hands up behind his head, and he's just kind of relaxing sitting there, sort of not doing much of anything as far as you can tell. And uh, he says, um, well, howdy. Howdy. What are y'all doing in these parts? Not much. Not one, one might to ask you the same. We are surrounded by evil and villainous creatures. How is this you living in this landscape? Or What do or oh, f- Hey, i not listen to all that rubbish. What do you steal? <laughs> oh, I'm a purveyor of golden artifacts, you could say. Maybe not all uh, completely legally attained, as the lawmen of these parts would say, but... I can make you a good deal on, uh, some idols, some, uh, golden candlesticks, uh, nice jewelry for the ladies back home,
1: you know, whatever you need. What kind of law are you referring to? You talking about the
2: fists? Oh, sure, the fists, they're around these parts. Every once in a while I go a little farther south and those little golden fuckers mess with me. I uh, see so you guys are wearing some of their sigils, too. And uh, he turns to Sibo and he goes, You all been looting down a beacon or what? You might say that. Eh, that's a far fetched statement. They acquired it at Offer of Hmm,
1: we're throw us under the bus there. <laughs> Offer of Lions, eh? Well, really a means to an end. I do not intend to say anything that forever. Okay, okay,
2: means to an end. I, well, you know, there's a lot of gold going around there at the weekend. A lot of gold, a lot of gold. I wonder, uh, you, uh, you guys got any, got any gold to share with a weary traveler like myself? Draw my sword and point it at him. I cast the
1: <laughs> Same action.
2: <laughs> the only gold I share is with my fellow warriors. Well, all right, all right, all right. And with that, he actually uh, kind of pulls his hands off from behind his head and he kind of motions to calm me down. He goes, "All right, you know, no need to get testy. No need to get testy. I just, uh, y'all look like you're some pretty, pretty wealthy, well-off individuals, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna be needing that gold." And so he goes. And uh, several other men, similarly dressed as him, sort of step out of the shadows and the various stonework around you. And you are surrounded by a fairly sizable group of bandits. So this is a stick I'd like to cast Shield of Faith at this point. To Joe, and he turns, and keep in mind, he's still sitting on the ground here, sort of in front of you. Well, you could uh I suppose you could call this a stick up listen, this doesn't have to get uh doesn't have to get messy. No,
0: it doesn't.
2: Just a little bit of a little bit of gold. Just you know, I mean, we keep this road safe. You all have been walking down the road for hours, you ain't running anyway, have you? So you know. If we, we keep, have run into our fair share. It's more of a uh more of a toll, a uh, a usage
1: fee, if you will. So I think it would be more fair if you give us a little information along them, if we give you this gold say you know these parts very well, do you not? oh yeah, oh yeah, you know we know these parts would you be willing to give us a little information on the surroundings and instinct for this gold? what say you? well, I think,
2: uh I think this could work out beneficially for both of us if you, uh are willing to part with the right amount of gold how much are you
1: expecting?
2: well I'm thinking, uh, I think maybe about 200 gold a piece ought to do it. So,
1: hearing this, Sibo would like to roll an athletics check yeah. to roll on the ground behind this dude and take his dagger and put it around these throat.
0: Oh! Can I help him with that by uh, conversing with the guy to give him an advantage on this? You're successful with this, I So what you're saying is you're blackmailing us for use of this program.
2: Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it blackmail. You know, y'all are uh,
0: getting that was quite a bit of more of a rhetorical question. Yeah, getting some
2: information out of this.
1: It's nineteen.
2: Okay, so yeah, I think Sibo kind of takes a lunge and rolls, and as he rolls, he draws a dagger and uh, ends up with sort of one arm wrapped around this guy, and the other hand he's got the knife up against his throat, and. So you goes, whoa, hold on, hold
1: on, hold up there. This doesn't have to get violent. It's this man with a posse surrounding us. Hey, there... So how many, how much gold are you willing to give
2: us in exchange for your vote?
1: Well, see, here's the thing.
2: Y'all have me in a disadvantaged situation at the moment, but, uh... I still uh I still believe my posse outnumbers y'all just a little bit because so you, you would cast aside your own life in exchange for their blood? Well I mean hey you you were the knife yeah you see that guy over yonder wearing the a pretty little scarf around his neck Yeah yeah you see how he's got that uh,
1: that bow trained at you? I step in front of the two of them with my kind of half turn with my shield kind of up. So like they're to my right, my shield's up like this, trying to half give them some cover.
0: Yeah, nice try. is gonna draw his revolver, spin it in his hands, and then point it, circling around the group, ending with it trained at the guy that's been talking and says, Now see here, in these parts, the fist says they're the law, but I... And the law, and just counting enemies.
1: There's a way we can avoid bloodshed here. You give us the information we want. I give you and your group fifty gold pieces, and we part ways, unlikely friends. And you get to keep your reasonable life. Sounds like a pretty good deal, mate. I take it. Well, what about if
2: uh, we're about if we make this fifty gold pieces all around, and uh, then we'll call it square. Have your men leave immediately, and then we can sit. we'll leave the gold. Well, you see, that, that becomes a little bit of a problem, because uh, your your friend here has still got a little bit of a uh, a sort of steel-to-neck situation going on with me, so... Uh, I'm drawing out my purse and counting out 50 pieces, of you uh, How about you move that uh sharp little piece of steel away from my throat? region, <laughs> and uh, then I'll, I'll ask my boys to move back
1: a little bit. No. You so, move it back. We slip your
2: this, st- this is still a little, uh, a little concerning to, to me. So he's actually going to reach down with, like, two of his fingers and sort of grab the blade that you've got against him, kind of like, on the flat end and sort of, like, attempt to pull it away from him a little bit. I kind of
1: turn the knife and slit his finger.
0: <laughs> now here's the thing. What you're doing is black. And despite contradictions laid down by my compatriots, we don't deal with burglars, thieves, and people that are outside the law. We don't make deals.
1: You either accept our offer, or I'm going to have my friend move out of the
0: way and I'm going to burn you to a crisp.
1: Well, I I uh,
2: understand your, uh, your hesitations to make deals with what you would call the uh, criminal aspect, however... I have a feeling that your friend here is a little bit less than squeaky clean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But look, mate, here's the deal. We are on what one might call a life-threatening mission. A mission that uh, can hold the balance of your very existence. And uh, we just would like to get on our way, sir. as much as I'd like to take you for everything you own, we have some important business ahead of us. So, if you could just give us our information, we'll be on our way, and, you know what? I'll even let you live. Well, alright, you know what? I think, uh, I think you seem like a man that's willing to make a deal. You seem like you understand this, uh, so let's, let's talk man to man, or man to dwarf, or whatever you, you be. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk this here. So, here, here's what I'm thinking. I, I'll, uh, I'll let y'all pass at the uh, the special discount uh, friends and family rate, so to speak. Y'all give me and my boys a hundred gold pieces. Now listen, listen. We just, we got us only twenty five a piece, and you know we got to make a living somewhere. So y'all, you kick us, kick us a hundred gold pieces. And uh, I'll let y'all know what I seen up down the road, yonder, and uh, we can all part and uh, go our separate ways.
0: Now, see here, you're you're making some muddy accusations on the uh, wealth that we've acquired. What makes you think we can even afford your steep prices?
2: I am hurt. Steep prices? I'm giving you my lowest discount. And let me tell you what, I know like like y'all said, y'all came for Beacon. Beacon they practically got gold everywhere. I mean, I seen kids running around with more than
0: twenty five pieces of gold. Do I look like I'd be carrying around gold? For the record, he did not take anything from Beacon. Like he's not wearing any of the garbage, he's just wearing his usual kind of traveling clothes. He didn't even accept the uh the armor from Golden Garden. No. 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 I accepted nothing from the Golden Garden. But like,
2: he kind of he looks at you and looks you over a little bit and he goes, Well, I reckon you're probably not one to be too concerned with wealth. <laughs> I mean... The uh, less than desirable fashion choices would
0: point to that. But I, I can see
2: very well that several of your friends are very well endowed in the purse area,
1: if you know what I'm saying. All right. If you're referring to this armor and the sigil, I told you it was a means to an end. I did not receive any gold or any promised funds for this mission, and I do not hail from beginning. I'm a druid and an outcast. I live in the
2: wilds. My friends here have no materialistic needs. I walked out of Beacon with what I walked in. All right, mate, here's the deal. I'll give you this. I will personally give you 30 gold pieces
1: for your information, and then we can all be on our way. And to let us pass, I'll add in another 75 gold pieces. How does that sound? Ooh, ooh, ooh.
2: Well, Mister, no need for the materialistic. Suddenly has a pretty fat purse when it comes down to it. Since when is seventy-five pieces of gold fat? Those
1: schmucks living in Beacon Palace is full of gold. I have a meager amount I mean, look comparison it with. I'm kind By of the very. He's right now at the front and being kind of frustrated with this conversation. Well, that. Well, he's frustrated. That.
2: That uh, would that would suffice, I believe. I think that we can make that a uh, make that arrangement work out for us here.
0: Now see, this arrangement ain't quite complete. As part of the deal, I'd like you and all your compatriots to clear this land, clear the wastelands. Stay out.
2: Well, I mean, you see, like I said, me me and my boy, we gotta make a living somewhere, and uh...
0: well, somewhere ain't here.
2: Well, we ain't exactly welcome much
1: other places, so I ain't, uh, I ain't exactly sure what you think we're gonna do about this. I like how he's the law in a place full of only evil, essentially.
0: Well, he hails from further north, not right here where all these robbers live. He's, he's, he's a, a country boy. You're
1: fucking up our entire deal. We had something going. Uh, this is like the uh, time you time dumbass. You're I mean, you could say, say that in character. We had a deal kind of fucking this up, Joan. I'm just abiding by the law. What law? We are in the wasteland.
2: Law of nature reigns here. If I were to abide by my law, I would slay every one of these men where they stand. I don't know love for them by a There is compromise where we tread, Joan. Evil walks about deeper than our
0: own necks. We have already passed almost to the other side. Alright, I suppose. I don't want to hear any more from you yahoos. Well,
1: I can agree to that. No more words out of me. Just the gold, please. I whip out 75 gold pieces for him, and. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say I gave it to him. I'm saying, holding him. Now move your man off to one side, and we can let this peacefully okay. go.
2: Alright, boy, why don't you, uh clear a little bit of space there to the to the side, except you, uh, you Smith, you stay here with me. I think, uh, it's only fair that I keep a second along with me, just, uh, in terms of keeping this on fair ground. So this, uh, one of the bandits here, who you assume is Smith, stays behind with him and everybody else kind of, uh, moves off. Sort of, I'm out of, I mean, you can still see where they are, but they're definitely out of an immediate sort of attack range. Alright, so let's get our information. Well, you see, now I'm confused. The cowboy-looking fellow over there told me to stop talking, so can I keep talking, or do you want me
0: to... I don't want to hear any more from y'all in the future. We still want our information but I don't want to hear about any trouble with y'all causing down here. Well,
2: alright, alright, I suppose fair is fair. Um, I think since we're on the more friendly terms at this point, the removal of your blade might be in order. Yeah, alright. Uh, and
1: uh, Sebo motions to Jones
2: to train his gun on the thief as Sebo takes a small step away.
1: I
0: mean... He's not going to point at Adam if we're trying at to just keep, get information. Well, yeah, I mean, just Have like, him be more talkable, but he's definitely going to have it ready to go. Hermosh to is keeping him, like, one of his eyes. And he's of, also got his other hand uh, on... The other guy. On other his Adam. belt, on the pommel of his dagger.
2: Mikhail is listening, but he's in a crouched, ready stance, observing all the other... Oh, I'm trying to... Into the Joan definitely isn't trying to appear <laughs> hostile at this time. But he's going to be ready. This guy actually looks over at me, Kyle, and he goes, "Calm down, friend. Calm down. I may be uh, of the more criminal persuasion, but we've still got some morals around here. Once a deal has been struck, a deal's a deal. You can you can relax yourself a little bit now." I nearly died twice in the last day. I'm not ready to the near the river Styx once more. Well, sounds to me like uh, maybe this. Current line of employment you're in might be a little bit hazardous for your health.
0: I would. uh... <laughs> I'm in the same said for yours.
2: <laughs> well, I, you know what, you could say that, but I've spent the last day or two uh, doing things much different than almost dying. So apparently, I'm doing a little bit better here, right, right here. But you know what, you know what, we ain't here to talk about who's living the better life. You know that can all be hashed out down the road, I suppose. Let's, uh, let's get this deal moving along. So here's, uh, here's what me and my boys know. So we was down the road, down south a little ways. Uh, there's this area, we call it the Impasse. So the Impasse, uh, one of these long, tall buildings long ago, uh, fell down over the road. So you can't really get through unless you take a, a good deal of climbing and, uh, sort of scrambling over rocks, which ain't exactly our particular persuasion. So, normally, get around that way, you head off, uh, the side a little bit, you, you veer off, going, uh, going more of an eastern direction, and, uh, as you loop around that way, there's a nice little path that we got cleared out from our activities, and you can get around this impasse. So, uh, we was, uh, going about our business, doing what we do, and, uh, We come across this building that just didn't quite seem right. There was, uh, some campfires and some various fiendly-looking fellas hanging around there. So, me and my boys, you know, doing what we do. We try to stay in the shadows a little bit, see if there's any pockets to be picked, you know. Like I said, a man's got to make a living, a man's got to make a living, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, we, uh, we're hanging out in the shadows, and there was this, uh, this fella walking around in some robes, real weird looking fella kind of some uh, some crazy wild hair and he's wearing these long purple robes looking real fancy like and uh you know we thought you know maybe a nice little score for some uh, gold pieces if you know what I'm saying so me and a few of the boys we snuck up a little bit closer to him and uh turns out this feller was having some sort of uh, a commune with a dark lord I guess. He, uh, he had one of those sparkly, uh, what what you call them? those uh, those crystal balls that those wizards be using. And so uh, he's talking to somebody in there, staring real deep, and uh, seemed like he was a little little on edge. And so uh, whatever he heard in there was enough to persuade him to stay put. So he uh, he posted up up there. Uh, there's a little uh, a building. Goes up about oh I don't know maybe uh, three four story Posted up somewhere in there. So you know me and the boys, you know we decide uh, this boy seems a little too wrapped up in the dark magics for our taste. So we uh we decided to pull back and come up from yonder this way, and you know that's where we run into you fellas. And uh, you know like I said, me and my boys, we gotta make a living. So uh, we uh, we hold you up for the gold, and that's uh, that's how we get to where we are now. But, uh, like I said before, anyways, I think, uh, I think that this boy here, uh, with the, with the purpley robes, I think... He might be that sorcerer that y'all be looking for. well a silver uh, ring on his
1: finger, perhaps.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. We we saw the ring. He used it in his, in his spell. He had uh when he was talking in that crystal ball, he was twisting it on his finger and uh, really uh, really fidgety like fellow. Kept messing around with it and uh, seemed like he was uh, real interested <coughs> in that ring. All right, all right. Here's the thirty gold pieces I owe you. Here's the seventy-five.
1: I never caught your name.
2: Well, I go by quite a few names, depending on, uh, the area that I be in, you know, like it is, you know, me and the boys out there trying to make a living and sometimes, uh, the, uh, the use of aliases is, uh, is necessary. But, uh, you can, uh, y'all can call me Leroy Round these parts. Most people know who you talk about when you talk about Leroy. And, uh, so, yeah, if you, uh... You, you've been talking about Leroy. People know how to get in touch with me, uh, through, you
1: know, me, me and my boys. We get around a little bit. I hand them the uh, 75 gold pieces.
2: Alright, alright. Well, thank you kindly. Thank you kindly. Like I said, you know, uh, this, uh, this gold arrangement, this is the, uh, the friends and family sort of discount, if you will. So, uh, next time y'all come through here, we might have to charge a little bit more unless you got some more, uh, persuasion to deal with us, but anyways, you know, like I said, uh, you know, we believe in being good and fair around here, so deal's a deal, and, uh, me and Smith, we're gonna go on over there with the boys, and, uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, guy, or we're gonna wander on off and see if, uh, see if there's some money to be made, somebody else, if you know what I mean. Far away away from the forest that we just left. That's totally where you are currently? Yeah. So you were go- you would come a little ways sort of away from the forest because you climbed up the hill kind of into the town. So then from there you're about a little over a half day's march away from where that campsite was. So all total figure it would take you probably close to a day to get out of the area where you are currently if you were to go back to the forest. What if, uh, what if it was a fox? If it was a fox? Yeah. Yeah, so I think he could probably go a little bit quicker. All right. I lean over to Sibo C- C- and I whisper for an additional ten gold in, go in their pocket. I'm wondering, may you have also carry a message for me? So, to, to the warriors I have posted for so just left. yeah. Some thirty strong toolback. Got it. So three hundred men and not thirty men. Thirty men and then three hundred gold for me. Three hundred gold pay so for a warrior and then much
1: Got it. So, uh, we're like... Are we, have we turned yet?
2: Have we parted with... The, this is something C-Bow? that I'm conveying as we're walking away. Okay, because, uh, SIBO as, uh, as... Wait, you have warriors posted in the forest? Remember yeah. I had I had uh, Mossy send a message back to the temple behind that to... So they're already marching to, to the forest. Okay.
0: going okay.
2: that uh, But as... As our two parties, uh, turn to leave, Seymour would like to roll a sleight of hand, Jack, to, uh, snatch Leroy's purse. Alright. Wait, hold on.
0: While he's, while he's figuring that out, Joan was going to turn to Leroy, remember what I said. I don't want to hear from you or your boys in the northern parts of this wasteland. And remember,
2: there I am the law. Alright, alright. Fair is fair, you know, we, uh, we wouldn't want to get in the way of such an auspicious man as yourself, so, uh, we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna be heading off this way if that's all right with you, uh, you know, me, me and the boys, we gotta make a living, you know what I'm saying, but, uh, we, uh, you know, we, 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 we could stay out your, out your area if that's, uh,
0: that's agreeable, all right? That would be amicable. Thank you, Cap. Tips his hat to Leroy and then leaves, I guess, or... Okay. prepares to leave. <laughs> a nine? Can I... Can my... Can me talking to Leroy kind of give him advantage on that since he's distracted? I
2: mean, yes, you could... Yeah, you can take advantage on that. So go roll again. 17. 17? Yeah, with a 17, I think you just are... You're unsuccessful. He doesn't really notice that you tried to snatch out of his purse but you're not successful in your
0: efforts to try and get any gold out of there. As they're walking away, Joan smacks Siebel in the back of that Now what'd you go and do a stupid thing like that for? Yeah
2: hey, all right I was trying to get my money back alright. I'm like to part with my gold.
0: Well I understand that. But that's why you shouldn't have even struck a deal. Nonetheless, it's unimportant now. Uh,
2: I have a message for the, Ox- yeah yeah. Relay these instructions specifically to Oxford. Return to Moscow once more
0: with another message
2: for the warriors that will return to this force, with an additional three hundred gold, and instructions and this map which I have marked with these exact coordinates are convinced the with the name of Roy
0: and his boys. You have got to make a living. <laughs> That is the weirdest ska band I've ever heard. <laughs> hey,
2: Axel, and then I don't know for do <laughs> the topic. and I... I do that. <laughs> all right, all right. Now for the payment. Yeah. For Oxel first. Three hundred is loaded into the into a bag on Oxel with the message. And uh, now my pen. Yep. A solid ten gold pieces.
1: Thank you. It also runs out.